So, you know how a few weeks ago, you and I chatted about how we don't need a full schedule to live a full life? Well, one of the things that I told you was that I would share my routine with you if you were interested. And after an Instagram poll, here we are today. And I really want to talk about my body being my job. I want to normalize it because you know what? That is reality for a lot of us. Life is different every day, but how do we find structure? How do we find routine? How do we keep some sort of control on things? And I don't have a perfect answer or the best routine ever. But what I have learned is that just because my body is wreaking havoc and chaos does not mean that I am unstable. I think that far too often we think, oh man, because my body is so unstable, I'm unstable. And that's not true. So let's dive into that right now. Hey friends, I'm Cassie. And I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically, where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating. So a couple weeks ago, when Jared and I were at small group at our church, we met a new couple and, you know, we were just doing regular chit chat and they were talking about what they did and Jared was asked what he did for a job and they got to me and they said, you know, what do you do? And I hesitated and I just felt like my heart had been hit and I quickly bounced back and I said, well, right now my job is to take care of my body full time but I was a dance medicine coach and I would really love to eventually go back to that. And, you know, the conversation continued on, but there was this brokenness that I felt. I couldn't shake it. My heart just hurt. I know my body is my full-time job. And every time I think I've come to terms with that, something comes right up and I feel like I'm back at square one again. I think that we all struggle when our lives have been so drastically changed to getting used to what your body needs. Our bodies are a mess. Let's be real. They're messy, they're complicated, and they do whatever they want to do. It's like managing a toddler. Sometimes I'll literally say to my body, um, yeah, no, I'm not having any of this today. Get it together. And of course, if I were to talk to a two-year-old like that, it would not stop the tantrum. And you know what? My body doesn't normally stop either. (laughs) But as I am learning and on this road of acceptance that at this time of my life, my body is my full-time job, I start thinking about routine. It's so hard to have a routine with a chronic illness because our lives can be so unstable. And I got really caught up in thinking that because my health was unstable, that my whole life was unstable. And it just made it so that I I was trapped by my own mindset. And I started realizing through the help of mentors and therapists and my family and friends, that wasn't true. There are still things that are okay. And that's despite all that's going on. And when I finally started to work to find a routine, even in the simplest of things, I noticed that I just felt more accomplished with my days. Now, my routines have changed drastically over the years. 
as the Ehlers-Danlos has progressed along with the comorbidities that I face, I've had so many different just seasons of life with this illness. I've had seasons where I'm walking and doing all right. I've had seasons where I'm in the hospital having surgeries. I mean, really, I've bounced all over the map as far as that's concerned. I think what was so hard about all of that is that I had bounced back and for like two years, I was doing pretty good. And then life just got ripped out from under me. I didn't know what to do. And for a long time, I really, really struggled to understand that I needed to accept that my body was my full-time job so that I could do my best taking care of it. So that's what I really want to talk about today. How do we reconcile with the fact our bodies are our full-time jobs? And on top of that, how do we find structure in all of it? Well, I'm going to share my routine with you and it's not perfect and it changes, but let's say I were to have a perfect day. If I were to have a perfect day, I would wake up around nine. I would do all my IV meds and my allergy meds and then all the regular meds. There's a lot of meds in the morning. I would be able to just take all my vitals and do my devotional time. And for me, my perfect devotional time with God would be to do my write the word journal, my hundred promises devotion, and spend just time in prayer, just praying over other people. And then I would probably work on some sort of a hobby that I'm working on currently. It's hand lettering. And then my day would go on with all sorts of things. And in the evening, um, my husband would do joint corrections on me and we would watch an episode on Netflix of our favorite show and then go to bed. And we would spend quiet time together in the evening, reading our Bibles and praying and then go to bed. For me, that would be a perfect day. And I would love to tell you that that happens all the time, but it doesn't. And today is literally proof of that because I did not sleep at all last night. For some reason this week, every other night, I have pulled an all-nighter. And we don't know why, but my body is not cooperating. So my routine in that perfect routine I told you has been very screwed up. You know, even last week or two weeks ago, I had a joint dislocation and it was a really bad full dislocation. So I was um, on some pain medication and that just makes, you know, anyone feel really groggy and out of it. And guess what? A lot of things in my routine didn't happen. And the things that did happen, Jared was 100% on top of all of them. And there wasn't a lot that I could do. And the dislocation happened suddenly. There was nothing I could do to stop it. We had to deal with that. I felt like I lost a whole week. You know what I did? So how do we sit here and make this work? Well, this is what I like to do. Every single day and night without fail, my husband and I pray that we would learn how to maintain my body, that every day we would get better at understanding it and do better energy budgeting and listening to my body and doing what it needs. And that does not normally correspond with what I want, but it's my job to take care of this body. As the years have gone on, you know, I still have my days more often than not when it's really hard. It's really hard for this to be my full-time job because I hate it. But here's the thing. I started thinking about how I treated my body as an act of worship. 
God gave us these bodies, broken and all. What's so amazing is that he's called us to take care of our bodies. And when we are obeying what God has asked to do, that is an act of worship. So what I started working on is really just trying to understand how I could best worship Jesus. And the best way that I can worship him right now is by doing the very best that I can to take care of my body. And my very best can look different. I mentioned that to you guys a couple weeks ago. My best can be staying in bed all day. My best can be going out and having dinner. My best can be sitting on the couch watching TV. Every day is different, which is why we are always asking for God to help us learn how to maintain and help us learn how to listen to my body. And we're not going to get it right every time. And it's not a perfect system, but you know what? It's the best that we've got right now. It took a really long time for us to even get some semblance of a routine, knowing that there were certain things that were going to happen during each day. You know, we started to just adjust. And over the past nine years, we've had to learn how to listen because honestly, my body needs me to listen. And I like to talk a lot, but that's not what my body needs. So I work really hard to put my body first and say, all right, Lord. If this is what's meant to be best, then it will be best. You know, I don't have a lot of um, memory from high school due to the memory loss that I suffered when I was 18 years old, but my parents had shared a story with me and I want to share it with you today. So I was a typical student and got decent grades and all of that. And I was studying geometry and apparently I was having a really hard time But I mean, I was working with tutors, I was getting help from my parents, I was staying up so late studying and working and asking for extra credit and all those things, and I was struggling. And apparently I got a D in that class, and I was devastated because I had just worked so hard and it just was not happening. And my parents were chatting with me about it because I was like, I'm so sorry. And they had just said, you did your best though, didn't you? And I was like, yeah, I gave it everything that I had, but it just wasn't enough. And they were like, no, all we want from you is your absolute best. And if you gave something your absolute best, that's all that I can ask of you. And that's exactly what God does. He says, you know what? I know that you're going to mess up, but just do your very best. And he will help us choose grace over guilt. There are so many times that I set a routine and I write it down and then life doesn't go according to that routine and I feel so guilty. I almost feel like, man, I didn't have the willpower to stick to it when it's not my fault that my body is a chaotic mess. (laughs) I do the very best that I can to take care of it and God is going to honor me for that. But I understand if you're listening and you think I'm absolutely crazy, because a couple years ago, I would have thought I was crazy. But understanding that how we treat our bodies, anytime we obey God, that it's an act of worship. As I said, that has just been mind-blowing for me. It is rough to have your whole life flipped upside down, especially when you loved the life that you had. I mean, there, in my mind, I... (laughs) thinking about it, I'm getting all choked up. But honestly, when I was coaching, it was the most life-giving job 
to me in the world, there was nothing more life-giving than it. So to then suddenly go from that to taking care of my body, I just was kind of like, what the hell, Lord? I had the most life-giving job. I was so happy. I had a routine. I had a plan. Why is this happening? I don't know if I'm ever going to know the answer to that question. And if you're asking that question, I don't know that you're ever going to know either. But something that's so encouraging to me is that we can lay all of that at his feet. In Psalm 5.3, it says, In the morning, O Lord, hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my needs in front of you and I wait. Oh, that word wait, right? It holds so much. Waiting is hard. Waiting is heavy. There's nothing that's easy about it. But every day that I get up and I say, all right, Lord, these are the things that I want to accomplish today. These are the things that are going on and that are on my schedule. And Lord, here's what my body is feeling like. Please help me listen to my body and help me maintain it to the best of my abilities and help me choose grace over guilt when things don't go the way that I planned. And then I wait. I lay all of that at his feet. And I would love to say that I get to do my devotional time every single morning and it's perfect and I get to do all the things I want, but that's not true. There are some days that I don't even have the energy to go through my prayer list. So you know what? I put my hand over my prayer list and I say, Lord, you know all the needs of all these people and I just ask that you be with all of them and you strengthen them. And you know what? Sometimes that's me doing my very best and God knows that. He acknowledges it. He welcomes it. Our best is always going to be our best. It may not be the same best as a couple years ago or before diagnosis, but our best is our best. And when we start to acknowledge that, there's a power that comes. It almost, for me, reduces my need for dedication. When I think of dedication, I think of when I was training. I think of hours of grueling hard work and never giving in and just being relentless about your goals. And it's really hard to be relentless about your goals when you're fighting a chronic illness and your body is progressively failing you. But when I have a routine and I celebrate the little victories, that need for relentlessness starts to quiet down. I'm able to think and focus on what really matters, which is right now. You know, I used to get so frustrated with Jared when we were dating because he was the kind of guy that just really didn't have a schedule, went with whatever. It was all good. I was the kind of person that had my life planned out three, six, ten months in advance. And we both had many fights over my overscheduling and his underscheduling. You know, part of my job with my body now and fully taking care of it is to listen to my body. And sometimes, let me rephrase that, most times I don't get the full picture. I don't know what tomorrow is going to look like or the next day because I need to deal with right now in this moment, what is happening? How can I best take care of my body right now, right here? And my husband has been so helpful in me transitioning to this mindset of taking things day by day, but it's not easy. And you know, it all worked out. Jared and I are happily married and he's better at scheduling and I'm better at kind of relaxing. But it's really important that when our bodies are our full-time job, I mean, I don't know if you feel this way, 
But there are times that I just will cry and I will just be like, I need to not be a patient for just one minute. I need a break. I need a breather. I just need a second. And that is what's so hard about caring for our bodies is that they need us 24-7. And there are going to be times when we're crying on the bathroom floor or we're ready to pass out and we're just like, I can't do this. And that's when we have to take things day by day, hour by hour, and spoon by spoon. We have to look at our routines and say, what are the absolute essentials? And just get those things checked off. Don't worry about the rest. Just focus on what you've got to do in that hour, in that minute with that spoon. And I don't know if it's ever going to be easy to look at the tasks that I hope to accomplish that didn't get done. I don't know that it's ever going to be easier knowing that I don't have the job that I loved anymore. I don't know about any of those things. All that I know is that God offers grace, grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. And when I choose grace over guilt, my heart is just full. And I challenge you if you're struggling and you feel like every routine you make is failing, just put one thing in place and say, okay, today I'm just going to accomplish this one thing and make it small. It doesn't have to be big. And then slowly add to your routine and work on giving yourself grace when your routine doesn't go the way you planned. Lord knows it's been like months since I've done a face mask. I would love to say that I do one a couple times a week like I used to, but that's not realistic. And you know what? That's okay. When we focus on the essentials, we have a clearer headspace and we are able to find structure. And I think that's so important because our bodies and our illnesses are so time consuming and energy consuming that it's really nice when we can just take a second and cling on to some structure. Implementing a routine and finding a routine that was small, that worked for me, helped me feel like I had some control over what was happening to me. I can't change the outcome of this disease. That's not up to me. But I can control what I do to take care of my body. And there are times that, yes, that's not always true. And my husband steps in or my family or we're in the hospital and an amazing nurse and team there step in. But I want you to understand that whether I'm taking care of myself or I am resting and allowing someone else to take care of me, both of those things I can be doing my best at. I don't need to be independent to be the best. I need to listen to my body. I need to acknowledge what has happened to me. That is what I need to do. That is how I am going to come to terms with the fact that my body is my full-time job. It will probably always sting a little bit that I don't have the job, my dream job that I loved. But you know what? I'm grateful that I had my time and that I got to experience that and that God gave me those three years, three years that I wouldn't trade for anything in this world. So whether your routine comes out perfect or it's messy, please, please remember that just because your health is unstable, that does not mean that your whole life is. It can seem that way. And I understand if you're feeling that way, but I promise you that it's not. I promise that you are going to get through this and that you are going to do an amazing job 
because you know your body best because it's yours. And yeah, we have some unruly employees, right? But we are the ones in charge. And life is not going to go exactly how we plan. It never does, illness or not. But remember, in the morning, O Lord, hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my needs in front of you and I wait. Wait for his presence. Wait for him because he will show up and he will help you adjust to your body being your full-time job. All he wants is your best and not the best that we see from the world. Our best is our best and we cannot do any more than that. So whether you are out with friends and socializing and having life look normal or if you are ready to pass out on your bathroom floor and you are in a puddle of tears, as long as you're doing your best, that's all that matters. And I'm going to keep telling myself that until I fully believe it because I know my body and I know that that's what it needs. So if your body is your full-time job, know that you're doing awesome. And if you know somebody who is taking care of their body full-time, encourage them. They really need it. I promise they do. It would be so encouraging for them to hear you. We are all going to get through this. We've survived 100% of our bad days. So I just encourage you to listen to your body, to try to find some sort of a routine, even in the smallest way, but ultimately just do your best and you're going to be just fine. The Oregon College Savings Plan can help you support your kid's future career as a teacher. Uh, airplane driver? Um, no, their career as a hairstyle designer. As a dinosaur doctor? Oh, their future job as a windmill builder. No, an ice cream taster. You know what? We just don't know what they want to be yet. But while they figure it out and dream big, we're here to help you save for what comes next, whatever that may be. Learn more at OregonCollegeSavings.com. Keep the devices in your home protected from Wi-Fi threats with Xfinity XFi. If it's connected, it's protected. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll get fast speeds and the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with Xfinity XFi. And now you can get advanced security for free when you get the XFi gateway. That's a $72 value per year. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store to switch today. Restrictions apply.